This is episode 14 of One Page at a Time, Interactive Journaling in the New Year with Paula Spencer-Scott. Podcasting from Virginia and Dubai. This is One Page at a Time, where we bring you strategies and resources for using books in your home. We are your hosts, Jill and Amanda. Okay, so a new year brings with it often lots of new goals and new year's resolutions and all sorts of things. And one of the things that I typically always come back to every year is journaling. I don't know about you, every year I want to do better and I want to be just better at at keeping these memories. So I'm really excited about today's interview because it's not only talking about journaling, which she does talk about journaling, but Paula is the author of several interactive journals that you do as a parent and a child. And I'm very, very, very excited about this concept. And I'm a little sad that my kids aren't quite old enough to do this, but I'm going to start with just a notebook, I think. Um, But we can We can talk about that afterward, but I'm really excited for this interview. I am too. And journaling is something that I wish I had come back to every new year. So I did so good until I had kids. (laughs) I was very pretty regular and I have plenty of, of journals filled with stuff up until six years ago. And it's just one of those things that just kind of had to fall by the wayside when I, you know, something had to give. But I do feel like these interactive journals are probably going to be a fantastic way for me to get back into it because it's still something I can do focusing on my kids and building that relationship with my kids. So I am also excited. Paula has some wonderful things to share with us. So what do you say we get started? Let's do it. Today, we are very lucky to have an incredibly knowledgeable and experienced woman with us. She has authored and co-authored more than a dozen books, including Surviving Alzheimer's and The Happiest Toddler on the Block, and four different interactive journals, such as Like Mother, Like Daughter, a discovery journal for the two of us, which she wrote with her daughter, Paige Spencer. She was a long-running columnist for Women's Day, as well as parenting. She and her husband are busy putting all of this knowledge to use with their six children, and we are just so grateful that she took the time to chat with us today. Welcome, Paula Spencer-Scott. Hi, happy to be here. So, Paula, as we have chatted about, we generally talk about books on our podcast. We love books. We want everybody else to love books, so that's what we talk about. But we're kind of taking things in a little different direction today. So, and in, in kind of our communication leading up to this interview, you said something that kind of stood out to me. You said, Writing is a skill deeply fused with reading, and I loved that. And so I was wondering if you could expound on that just a little bit. Sure. Writing is a great way and an overlooked way uh, to get kids to love books. It's almost like a chicken or the egg thing. So obviously, first children are read to, we read to them. Um, But once they begin to learn writing skills, you know, they're automatically reading at the same time. They put words down on paper, and then they're reading them back. Then they start to, you know, get read instructions for what to write, and they write more. And it becomes this back and forth, back and forth. The more they write, the more they're practicing their reading skills. And really, the more they learn to express themselves, it kind of plants that curiosity. 
about reading other people's views and stories and lives. They're seeing that they're doing it and that other people are are doing it. It kind of brings a deeper understanding, I think, to what um, reading is all about. And really, enthusiastic readers tend to be people who enjoy writing, even if they're, they're not writing books, but they're writing letters or diaries or lists and vice versa. You know, people who are um, enthusiastic writers tend to be enthusiastic readers. I agree. And I also, I like that you said it's an often overlooked aspect of reading. And I think I agree with you. I, we read a ton in our house and I focus on reading with my kids a lot, but we really don't, I don't write with my kids that often. I personally love writing and write myself, but it's not something that I focus on with my kids. So I, I really like that, that you pointed out that it really is an overlooked part of this process. Well, we hear a lot about reading to kids and about speaking to kids, right? The number of getting those thousands of words in in their early days. But writing just kind of falls to the wayside until they're, you know, in in school or later. And then it becomes more of a a school-based activity instead of a natural home-based activity, which, you know, admittedly is hard today because we're just sort of punching quick lists into our phones or we're talking to Siri and, you know, we don't maybe, you know, we have to force ourselves to think a little bit more about this important part of language development, communication development. We really do. And so Amanda and I were kind of chatting and and thinking about this subject. And so we were kind of thinking with a new year that's about to start for a lot of places around the world, um, a lot of people have, you know, goal setting mindsets at this time of year. So we kind of wanted to talk about journal writing for a minute. Because um, I think that's a, that's something that that people can set goals about and, and get motivated about. And so um, we kind of want to talk about your interactive journals. Um, you've written four of them, but I wanted to start with the one you wrote with your daughter. And I kind of wanted to know what that experience was writing it with your daughter. Yeah. Um, well, it was great fun um, because now she was actually in high school when we did this. I had done a pregnancy journal years before. And the um, publisher knew that I had a bunch of kids and said, hey, are any of your kids old enough to um, write a journal with you? And we had done some things like this on our own, but didn't really have a a formal book like this. So I thought, well, this would be really fun to, to try and start. And she was young enough that she could be connected to the kinds of prompts and, and interests of the, the younger girls who were the prime targets. You know, the, the target for the journals was sort of starting at, you know, seven and eight when their reading skills get better, you know, on up um, into to early adolescence. But she was old enough to be thoughtful about it. And so um, we we just had a lot of fun doing you know, brainstorming, almost sort of back and forth thinking, um, just the way you would end up doing the, the back and forth writing. And a side benefit of it was, which is also true of interactive journals with your kids, is that it wasn't just about the skill building, but it was it became this sort of quality time um, endeavor, um, just really kind of learning things about each other and, and feeling closer in a, in a different way from other kinds of things that you might be doing together with your kids all the time. It was really good for that. So we, we spent a lot of time in bakeries and... Oh. <laughs> Which is also beneficial. Now, I'm going to pause for a second and maybe back up because it just occurred to me, maybe we should talk about what interactive journals are. You know, I've kind of been looking into them and, and studying them, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who haven't heard of them. Um, so could you just kind of explain what interactive journals are? Sure. 
it's basically a um, a book in which there are pre-printed prompts that you could follow. And so you could be interacting one-on-one with the journal. And then a number of these that I've done um, with the kids are journals that are actually designed for two people, you know, the, the mother and the child, the father and the child to, to do together. And so you're asked to, you know, respond to the same prompts in different ways or respond to each other's back and forth. Those are kind of the, the printed ones. I think I'd mentioned that I had first written a, a pregnancy journal, right, for an expectant mother to be filling out and of course then did baby books. Those are forms of interactive journals. They have prompts and you fill them out. Um, but I've also done a, a mother-son journal after there was a lot of requests for something like that. I did one on family history and oral history journal. There are travel journals that are made for kids. And these are all just the, the sort of pre-made kind. And then there's the kind you can just do on your own with a notebook. It's just having a journal that you're you're passing back and forth. A lot of teachers do this. They use interactive journals as a, a teaching tool, kind of a non, non-commercial way, back and forth notebooks. That is awesome. And I I have to specifically say that I got especially excited about your mother and son journal. My oldest is a boy and he's the only one of our kids who can write, even though he's still learning, he's still getting proficient at it. Um, But I had seen a lot of the mother-daughter ones. And so when I stumbled on your mother and son one, it just like filled this little piece of me that I didn't know I had wanted and this mother and son opportunity to get to know each other. And you talked a little bit in the experience of writing it with your daughter, that it was a bonding experience. But these journals also are designed to be a bonding experience, writing in it with your child, which is one big benefit of reading that we talk about a lot. And now all of a sudden with these journals, it's a benefit that can come from writing is this bonding. Yes, yes. And with the the boy one was especially fun. I checked in with my son who was a, a little older, but about the kinds of things sometimes, and this is a broad generalization, but sometimes girls, you know, pick up language communication skills faster. They're more wired to want to have that kind of communication. And boys sometimes have to be more dragged to doing these journals. And so we tried to make it really focus on things that boys were interested in. Um, There's a lot of prompts that require fewer words. It's not a whole page of say what you think, but just, uh, you know, a few words or a few sentences. Some of them are are just pictures. And then you talk about it, um, which is not writing at all, but it was kind of a side door into getting them writing and putting things on paper. And I get a lot of great response from people who say it was just this, this activity, this focused activity that used reading and writing and kind of laughing together in a in an unexpected way. Now, in your experience, so I'm I'm thinking for myself, but also for other people out there. So, my, like I said, my oldest is six. Um, he's in first grade, and he's getting better at writing, but still not super proficient. So, in general, with these parent-child journals, about what age do you see them kind of really being useful? Yeah, well, your your son's right at the, the the front end when they're beginning to learn the writing skills. Starting by the time they get more proficient, the, the sweet spot we are aiming for is sort of, you know, eight um, or nine. I mean, depending on the child, you know, on up. I mean, they were aimed up through early adolescence. But I've heard from parents of like grown mothers and daughters who, who do this back and forth. And obviously not all the prompts, uh, you know, uh, they're not all thinking about unicorns or whatever some of the kinds of questions are. But, but it, you know, there's almost no upper limit of it or to any kind of journal writing. I've kept a daily diary since I was nine years old. So even a, a blank book um, just just starting out can bring a lot of these benefits. That's awesome. So what, now you said you've, you know, you've 
been writing in a journal for so many years. So what are some of the benefits that you've seen to journal writing? Yeah, and they they apply, um, some of these are kid specific, but they really kind of apply um, at all ages. And I would say starting out, I mean, for kids or for anybody, but it's just, it's basic skill practice, right? So any writing is good language writing. Um, And, you know, as I was saying before, feeding those building blocks of reading helps kids really understand and improve sentence structure, punctuation, you know, vocabulary. I mean, that's true at, at all ages. Um, anything that you're doing longhand is also really good for fine motor skills practice, which I think that kids um, don't necessarily get um, as much of um, when they're doing a, a lot of digital work. So I think that's um, a good benefit. But the journaling itself kind of helps kids become um, closer observers, you know, like the Harriet the Spy impact um, the books. She was writing things down that she was observing, creates a time capsule that you could go back and see what happened. I can go back and see what happened, you know, on this day (laughs) in any of the last, you know, decades. And it's a way that a a child can read back and sort of measure their growth uh, or their changes. And then a really overlooked huge one is just the emotional benefits of it. It becomes a safe place that you can vent, right? Get out those emotions or um, imagine and do goal setting and, and aspirational kinds of things or you know, kids in these ages are sorting through, you know, what are the rules of life and the social systems and how do things work? And then one thing in particular I found with mother-child journals is that if you have this thing on paper, and a lot of people, they, they don't use any words, they just pass it back and forth. They don't ever talk about it. Like that's, you make up your own rules, how you want to do it. But you don't talk about the journal, you just pass it back and forth. It's a special thing. And it becomes this neutral turf, where sometimes it's easier to put things on paper, whether it's asking a question or making a comment, um, than it is to say it face to face. And so that's kind of a um, an extra bonus, I think, to this. I agree. And I, I, I kept a journal when I was younger. My, I think my parents gave me a journal when I was eight. And I started writing. I didn't do it every day, but I did it for a, a good chunk of time. And when I had my kids, that's kind of when I stopped because I just, yeah. life got crazy. But I I have definitely looked back and there's some things that I cringe at that I I wonder how I ever made it through those teenage years. Um, But one um, thing, I have a terrible memory. I forget things very easily. And so there's things that I have read that I had completely forgotten happened. And I, if I hadn't written it down, it would have been gone from my memory. And so, but I, I hadn't thought about having my kids start yet until Amanda and I had been talking about this. And so this is something as parents that I don't think our kids are going to pick up the journal themselves and say, I want to write. I mean, maybe there are some kids out there, but for the most part, right. I think it's going to be us as parents, maybe starting the idea or planting the idea. Well, I used to start um, like vacation journals with my kids where we just would make this little you know, book and they would draw the, the cover and just write down, I mean, like a vacation, like at the beach, not anything particularly, you know, wild and unusual, but just sort of. Some of it would be dictated stories. Then they got to the point where they wanted to, you know, write the, the words down, um, make lists of things we saw, things it be, kind of just becomes a, a fun thing. But it then also is this memento of this time that you had together. I really like that idea. And we've we've talked about travel on our podcast a little bit, too. And so that kind of adds another another level of of what we can do with our kids as we travel and, and involving that books and writing and reading aspect of things. Yeah, and I think it's really important that this kind of journaling that I'm talking about, it's it has to be a fun thing. Like don't correct the spelling, don't correct the grammar. 
Don't make it like a required, you know, onerous thing, but think of ways you can make it fun, whether it's, you know, having special colored magic markers or a book that the child, you know, picks out themselves, or they just know that it's this safe place. They're not going to be criticized. And the whole point is that they're just, they're doing it. They, they're, it'll, they'll refine it and get better at it over time. Some of us, you know, never get good at spelling. That's what spell check is for. But, but, but just the act of doing it, I think is a part that I'm emphasizing as really important. I really like that. And some really good ideas. So you, you said, you know, you, you did travel journals and I'm assuming you did other kind of journals. Were any of your kids when they were younger, did you do any interactive journals yourself with your kids? With the youngest that I did the journal with, we at one point had a little like passing things back and forth. I think it started as a school assignment where the, the, the teacher would write something and then they would write it back. And then she wanted to do that. And that was kind of how it started. And we had sort of a pass back and forth. And at various times, I know all three of my daughters kept their own diaries. It was just their own little zone of privacy. I don't know how they used them or what they put in it because it was theirs. But I, I think that maybe they knew that I kept a diary and they thought that was a, a thing that they wanted to do as well. And now they'll go back and they'll find one. They'll unearth it every once in a while. And it's like, you know, the peals of laughter and the, you know, I'm sure the cringing and, um, but it, it becomes kind of a fun time capsule. It definitely is. It definitely is. Have you heard of any other stories or experiences that people have had with these interactive journals that you've written? I have heard of, of families that of, of like a mother, this would be a mother and daughter who passed it back and forth. And I think I'd mentioned that they, they never talked about it, but it always, they, they, it, uh, I think they passed it underneath each other's pillows. And so it wasn't necessarily every day. It could be every couple of days, but you know, one of them would write something and ask questions and then the other one would, you know, would answer it. And then she would have a question and then pass it back to her. And they sort of had this nice dialogue um, going that way. I also know of people who kept running family journals that more were just lists, but this gets back to the idea of just getting kids to be writing um, lists of the movies they saw on family movie night, um, lists of the, the menus that they were eating. It just became a thing. And once it became a, a routine, um, activity, then the kids wanted to, to keep it up. I mean, those are a, a little different from, from a, an interactive diary. It was sort of more about a communal family um, experience. It is, but it also is, is getting the kids writing and, and which is something like I was talking about before, something that we don't always think about at home anyway. And so do you have any other thoughts or maybe suggestions for encouraging writing at home with your kids? Yeah, I think it's really important to let them know that you think it's a priority. Um, and, it, you know, we were saying that parents spend a lot of time thinking about reading to their kids, talking to their kids, but but kind of forcing ourselves to spend a little time thinking that this is a priority, this is important, and letting them see you use those skills and, and write things down. Even, you know, if it's easier to just be on your device all the time, but to kind of have that pencil and paper, having a dedicated writing space in a room, we often think about like, what's the best great playroom or bedroom, and we want to decorate it, make it look really cool. But making sure that that includes a dedicated writing space, just so that it's there, just the presence of it says that that's important, not as a homework zone, but just as your sort of your desk, your surface, your writing space, lots of fun pencils and, um, and colored 
paper and markers, like materials that would be fun to use, you know, dry erase boards, chalkboards, um, anything that you could be writing on, writing for outside chalk that was always really popular with my kids. They would write all kind of, not just drawing, but like writing words, they started doing it. And then everyday writing activities. I think if you can do it in a way that just makes it seem a little everyday, a little fun, whether it's you know, thank you notes, again, that aren't this arduous project, but just like here, you know, let's draw a picture and and then, you know, write some words on it. Writing shopping lists, making um, homemade birthday cards for, for grandma. And scavenger hunts were really big with my kids. Um, I think I must have started doing one once. And then as, as the older children got older, they would do them for the younger ones. And that involved writing clues, right? They had to write things down, you know, signs, posters. If you really think about it, you can, you can kind of bring writing into all kinds of everyday things around the house, a family. Calendar. I love it. And as you were talking, there are so many things where I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh, I can totally do that. I'm like sitting here frantically, like making my list of things <laughs> that, that I can very easily do with my kids and just hadn't thought about it. Cause I haven't had a writer before, but I do now. So I can. Colored pencils and pens and markers, really important. <laughs> washable markers, yes. really important. Oh yes. Washable. <laughs> We also have a one-year-old, so washable is a must. <laughs> wow, that are wonderful and so many good ideas. And and like I said, I love writing and I'm definitely inspired to renew my own writing and get my kids writing as well. But I have to say that the reader in me is also wondering um, if you or even if you know if any of your kids are reading anything that you are excited about right now. Ah, so my kids are grown. So we're not reading, you know, board books, kid literature. The youngest who wrote the journal with me actually is at UCLA now studying cognitive neuroscience and human development. Um, And it's been really interesting as she's reading things like um, Alison Gopnik, who's at UC Berkeley, um, her books, the, The Scientist in the Crib and The Philosophical Baby, which are really great things about the kind of the, how babies' brains develop. Um, but now she, I used to read those things because I wrote about this. I used to interview people like Alison Gopnik for articles, and now she's studying her, so that's kind of fun. As for me, I recently moved, actually, from San Francisco to Colorado. So I've been reading up on my Colorado literature and things like Willa Cather and the Kent Hariff novels and <laughs> James Michener's Centennial, which all were set around here. But kind of related to that, that I read about a year before, which makes me think about kids, is this really excellent biography of Laura Ingalls Wilder called um, Prairie Fires, which is kind of like, I think it's by Carolyn Frazier. And it's it's like the real story of the Little House on the Prairie books and how they came to be written and what life was really like. And it just reminded me that even though now... So they expose sort of a bit of political incorrectness about um, the Laura Ingalls Wilder books. It just reminded me that my oldest daughter was completely enamored with those books. And I still think there's a place um, for reading them to kids and talking about it. All of my kids really got into different series of books at different times. And I think if you can find um, whatever it is that, that, you know, gets them interested, I don't know, just I have a soft spot for that kind of thing. It's true. It is true. And I loved Little House on the Prairie books as well. So I'm definitely going to look into that biography because I've looked, I've read a little bit about kind of the, the more real experiences, but there's always more to find out. Yeah, this is a really good one. Yeah. That is awesome. All right. Well, we have got one more question for you, but before we get to that last question, um, where could people go to find out more about you or, or your work? 
Uh, well, my work, which covers all kinds of family and health topics, it's all over and it's highlighted at my website, which is paulaspencerscott.com. And then my, my interactive journals are published by Peter Popper Press out of New York City. And those are sold at um, peterpopper.com and Amazon um, and in bookstores and a lot of gift stores. And Peter Popper does actually a whole bunch of different kinds of journals, a number of which are, are child focused. I think they might do some of these travel journals that I mentioned in various kinds. So they're kind of a, um, a leader in, in producing those. Well, that's awesome. Well, we like to leave people with a suggestion, one suggestion of something they can do in their own lives, in their journey of books and reading, and this week in writing. So we are wondering what your suggestion for everyone is this week to get them started. Yeah, I would say, um, it's a couple parter, I would say um, to pick a fun book together with your child, like go with your child and pick it out, whether it's um, and one of these interactive, you know, pre-printed kinds or just a fun blank book and two different colored pens and write a message to your child that's a question it could be something like you know um, psst, you know what was the best part of today or just something as simple as what should we have for dinner tonight and then that get them just to the used to the idea that they write an answer and then they ask you a question and for younger kids who are maybe just beginning to write or they're not quite, they're interested in written language, but they're not doing it yet, you know, maybe you you start a spoken book, right, where you ask the prompt and they say it and then you write it down as dictation. But you keep keep it going back and forth and, you know, make up your own simple rules about it. Like I write something and then you have to ask a, answer it and ask a question and then I'll do the same. Or, you know, like the other woman I talked about, you know, you pass it back and forth under your pillows, or you never talk about it, you only write in it, whatever your kind of fun, so you make this veil of fun around it, but just get the book, get the couple different colored pens, for some reason, colored pens are really important, and get started. Colored pens are definitely important. And I would say probably let the child pick their color because maybe my kids are weird, but they are very particular about what color they get. <laughs> yes. Fabulous suggestion. And I am really excited to get started with my kids. And we are just so grateful to you for coming and chatting with us. And I know everybody else is going to love what you've said as well. Great. Well, thanks. It was fun to talk about it. And I'm really glad that you're focusing on writing connected to reading and that you're doing all this about reading. Thank you very much. Well, I loved, loved, loved this. And I think part of the problem with New Year's resolutions is that they can be pretty inspiring um, at the beginning but I feel like a lot of resolutions that you start or these goals that you set at the new year are hard to do because they're so one-sided. It's you going to the gym or eating better or whatever. This is so exciting to me because it involves my kids. And I feel like an interactive journal or something that is specific. I am also going to be looking into her family history journal as well. I I'm really interested in that, but it's something that involves someone else. So I feel like it's going to be easier to hold myself accountable as far as the goal setting side of this goes. But even if you're listening to this episode in July and you know, you just found the podcast, which hello, if you did, <laughs> it's nice to see you, but welcome. Yeah, welcome. Uh, but even if you're starting uh, a journal in the middle of the year or whatever, I, I feel like it's, 
such a good way to bond with your kids and to learn new things about you, yourself, and also your kids. I love that she mentioned father-child journals. I think that is something I am going to be looking for as well. That's just so exciting to me, that concept. Me too. And one thing that I love that she talked about was in when she was suggesting ways to go about this, um, she talked about with kids who aren't quite proficient enough at writing to do that back and forth journal to do kind of an oral thing where you ask the question, they give you the answer and you write it down. So you're having that conversation with them, but you also still have that record and they can see it there on the paper. And I could just see this working so well for my four-year-old who wants to be like her big brother. And she, she tells me she can read and she brings out a book and she makes up nonsense words. And, and she does the same thing with writing. She, you know, she has maybe five letters that she can write and she does them over and over again and, and tells me what words they are. So I can see that for her, this will be just that wonderful bridge between the time where she wants to, but can't yet and can do it herself. So that I got really excited at that. My four-year-old loves to draw as well. And I see this as being something where if she draws a picture in a journal, you know, we could easily incorporate drawing with it. And then I loved her mention of a dictated story where, you know, yeah, I, I just, I love that idea. And, you know, your kids, as soon as they're able to talk, they can start doing that sort of journal with you as well. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I do think that her talking about the link between reading and writing is something that we're going to, I think we should explore some more into this with the podcast. But my four-year-old's teacher had asked that as a way to help her learn how to read, that I help her to learn how to write. And it's something that just resonated with me when Paula was talking about this connection between the fusion between writing and reading. And, you know, as I was asked to help my daughter write shopping lists and to uh, learn different sounds and help her break down words into the phonetic building blocks of it, that that helps her to recognize it again later. So if she's learning how to write TH, then it will help her to read TH. And it makes so much sense when Paula talks about it in that sense. So there's I don't know. I, th- I think we should keep looking more into this. What do you think? I agree. I definitely agree. So if you enjoyed this episode, look forward to a couple more exploring this relationship between reading and writing because we're both really excited about it. So this week, I am going to follow through and um, I'm going to take her challenge to heart. I know that my daughters love <laughs> those colored pens and I'm going to get a notebook and we're going to figure something out. Um It'll probably involve drawing. It'll definitely involve dictation, but we're going to figure it out. We have a specific table already that we use, and it's now in what's dubbed the drawing room, (laughs) which makes us sound really fancy, but it's not. (laughs) It does. I love that. (laughs) But it's it's just this table that is specific for 
our art thing. So it's it, it's now the drawing room. So we're going to set that up. And I'm really excited to, to take her challenge to heart this week and implement it. I am too. And so we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on how our journey with journaling is going. And if you guys want to chime in and let us know how um, yours is going, please feel free to reach out to us anytime. Um, you can contact us on our website or find us on Instagram and, and message or comment there. Yeah, let us know what you do for journaling with your kids as a mom yourself. Um, I know that the single sentence or the five-year journals or the, you know, the multi-year journals are really popular. I do that as well. Let us know what you do for your journaling. We'd love to hear it. Definitely. And we'll talk to you all next week. 